Hey listeners and welcome to the Surf Coast Creators Podcast. I'm your host Ben Hucker. If this is your first time tuning into the pod, then we hope you enjoy today's episode. But what is this podcast all about? Well, we tell the stories of doers, thinkers and creatives on the surf coast in Australia. Why do we do it? We think the coast is a melting pot of creative minds from the city, the country and the coast and we wanted to get their stories out there. Each episode is packed full of insight and a good dose of practical hints and tips from our guests. We hope you enjoy this episode of the podcast brought to you by Stonka in Torquay. Well, it's very warm welcome to publisher, author and local girl Ash Butler. Welcome to the Surf Coast Creators Podcast. Hey, cool. Thanks for having me on here. Great to have you on. So it's been a big month for you with the launch of your book. Do you want to just give us a little snippet of your background and the book as well? Sure. Um Well, I guess I was born in uh, Newcastle, but I haven't lived there for about 10 years or so. I was living in Melbourne and then my partner and I, Jared, lived in um, a van around Victoria, mainly Melbourne and the surf coast um, for the past little while, Um, which kind of, which is how the book came about really, Um, just talking with people and meeting lots of people on the road and kind of seeing the stereotypical way that people ate um, just because they lived in a small space or travelled a lot. Like sausages Um, and onions type thing. Yeah, and I guess over-packaged food, um, super convenient. Um, Yeah, the package thing really was the one that stood out to me the most. Um, All you had to do was boil a pot of water open 15 packets or something and you know heat it up and then that was it so yeah originally the idea was to make it a community book um Mm -hmm. so getting a few people from various parts of the world to contribute recipes um and that's kind of when I was on my own I didn't have a publisher but then as the book kind of started to come together I the community kind of aspect just seemed like maybe it was just I couldn't grasp it. It was a lot of work getting yeah. everyone, getting everyone's work together. And eventually I just ended up coming up with all of the recipes on my own, which um, I definitely surprised myself. Um, yeah. But um, But it was great. And I guess... Now I'm with this like with this wonderful product because of a publisher and it's got about 65 plus recipes in it and everything's made with a two burner stove. So there's no electricity involved, no oven, just just gas and a two burner stove. Um and it's divided up into seasons, so yeah, oh, cool. general seasons yeah. and then also a small section on um, non-food related recipes so some cleaning and um, body products oh cool and yeah. the name of the book is the small kitchen cookbook oh it's not yes. cookbook it's small kitchen cook so, yeah. yeah it's all good bookstores I imagine so have sales has the take up been of the book so far um well we had a launch uh, a couple of weeks ago at the Bells Beach Brewery which is a lot of fun and just all of my favorite people came really and my family most of my family and yeah. but I got to yeah celebrate it was it was great 
Yeah, it looks like it looks like an amazing book. Some amazing imagery and photography. We'll get into the nitty gritty of the book and how you put it all together. Uh, you just touched on briefly there, traveling with your partner Jared. So Jared uh, is the founder of Van Life Diaries, which is quite a big network. So, did you spend time on the road before you met Jared, or? No, not really. I traveled, not not living in vans anyway. We um. We've been together for about 15 years and we moved into a van roughly eight to 10 years ago-ish and then we'd um, spent a bit of time living in the city in it and then also overseas like Canada and the US. Cool. So any major highlights from all those years of travelling? I just like intertwining it. (laughs) Yeah, totally. I like... The simplicity of it and the spontaneity, um, but I also love that it didn't mean that we needed to drive off into the middle of nowhere and just be one big adventure the whole time that like we still both worked. So yep. we just had a small mobile home. Um, so he still worked in the city. No, I worked in the city and he worked down on the surf coast. And we just found yeah. our spots and we drive back and forth. Yeah, neither of you are from the surf coast then. So yourself from Newcastle, where's Jared from? Um, Numanbar Valley, which is on the near the Gold Coast hinterland. What is it about the, the surf coast that you admire the most or what kept you here? Well, it was Melbourne that um, brought us to Victoria, him for music and me for sewing. Um, clothing design and then he started building vans and fitting out vans with his friend Sam with our good friend Sam and Sam had moved down to the surf coast so we were um, traveling kind of back and forth from the city and then he and then we decided to stay because I fell pregnant with our twin daughters so Mm -hmm. we we landed a house in Janjuk which was nearby and they got a workshop it didn't really we weren't planning on being here it just happened to be here happenstance versus a sort of deliberate strategy and Yeah. yeah twin twin girls that's pretty pretty amazing I take my hat off to anyone that has twins like to know how difficult it is to have one newborn like two I can't imagine uh, yeah, it, it's wild. <laughs> <laughs> Which uh, a is a good, yeah, it's a good segue actually into you know this book is quite comprehensive, so it's divided up into four seasons. How does a busy mum? I understand you work full time as well, or is it part time? So working part time. Uh, yeah, I work one day a week. Yeah, one day a week. Uh, twin girls and a book. How do you go about that? How do you find the time to do that? I don't I guess... know how I did that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I did it. I think it was um, I had just had the drive and I had a deadline. Like I'd been working on this book for maybe four to five years and then it was when I was about seven months pregnant with um, Etta and Ark that the publishers Exploring Eden made contact with me and asked if I wanted to potentially do a project with them 
and I couldn't say no. So it took me a while to get some more content to them. But then once we locked it in, I just, I was just driven. And when the girls would nap, I would cook. And right. yeah. And also amazing support from my partner. Um, he would take a day off work and I would go and write while um, he was with Etta and Ark. So yeah, just really utilizing their sleep time was. Yeah. Um, but now when they have a nap, I just. I have a nap too. It's like I've I'm catching yeah. up on all the naps that I missed out on. Yeah, I don't yeah. blame you. Like I was thinking about doing the same thing before. Owen was asleep when I got home from Stonka and I thought, oh, just get a quick 10-minute power nap here. But I uh, ran out of time in the end. So yeah, I can probably 12 months ago, I couldn't probably couldn't have understood that, but now I absolutely do. <laughs> yeah. Like, you yeah. end up just sleep deprived. Definitely. Yeah. Well, that's cool. So book came out, that's all launched. Is there any plans? So actually, I just wanted to ask a question about Eden Publishing. Is it Eden Publishing? Exploring Eden. Exploring Eden. So big shout out to those guys. So when you say they came to you, how did they, did you know them prior or how did they come Um, across your content? One of them were friends of friends um, and... I reached out to them, but they had a few other projects going on. And then um, they came to me to still see if I was working on it a little while later. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're doing like really great things. They've got really, um, we've got the same environmental values and they act on it rather than just talking about it. So like each book off- offsets 10 times its carbon footprint to plant all right. Native and biodiverse forests in Australia. Like they're doing really great things. Um, and they're such a wonderful team to work with. Yeah. Yeah. So no strict deadlines, that type of thing. I, g- I gather there's some sort of schedule, but. Oh, there was gonna... once the, once the contract was signed, there was deadlines like, oh, like right. any publishing contract. Yeah. 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 Cool. And. Yeah. Again, just the, the the friend of friend thing. So, were you publishing this content somewhere on a blog or no, no, no. just chipping it away, chipping away at it in a little notebook? And I had heaps of um, lots and lots of photos that I'd taken of recipes in the past. So it was just a matter of compiling those together, refining them, and then coming up with some more. And then the the book has also got like a, a chapter about um tips and tricks for cooking in small spaces and my partner Jared wrote an article about um designing small kitchens so um for like storage and refrigeration and yeah there's a whole section in there that kind of caters to you know essential ingredients and essential equipment and yeah it's a cool little it's a great book yeah and I say it's directed at so van life uh, caravanning, uh, also tiny homes, which has been a massive movement. Would you say inner city South Yarra apartment type thing as well? Oh, definitely, yeah. And any kitchen, like you can, because mm-hmm. every kitchen has a has a burner. So it's not. That's true. I know plenty of people that that know me that have still bought it, even though they don't have they don't have an unconventional kitchen or a tiny kitchen. 
Yeah, I can see how it applies to, to parents, busy parents. Yeah, you come home, you're exhausted, you want to eat something healthy, you don't want to pig out on junk food, which even you know sometimes makes you hungrier. So yeah. that'd be really beneficial to sort of yeah. come home. I gather that you know nice and quick recipes. Yeah, some of them are. So there's definitely a mixture because I do like to cook things slowly as well. So the meat, mainly the meat dishes, um, take some time. But you know, sometimes on a rainy Sunday afternoon, it's nice to put something on the stove and just sim, like have it simmer away for a while, and then you don't have to think about it. Um, yeah, but yeah, true. there's definitely a mixture of quick and slow meals in there. And in terms of, so vanning for now, is it over or with two girls, is it just not practical anymore or are there plans to just set sail again on the open road? <laughs> um, there's definitely plans. We're on the hunt for our, because we sold our van home. It only had two seats in it, so it wouldn't have catered to us four. So, yeah, we're just on the hunt for a new one, which will then build to cater for all of us. Oh, cool. So yeah. what's just for the, the techie van lifers out there, what sort of setup would you have or are you aiming for? Oh, Jared has big dreams. Like <laughs> he's, he's got all these ideas. But um, Converting an old thrifty truck or something? Well, I don't know. I think, it, yeah, it's definitely going to depend on what we get. We're not, um, we don't have a specific vehicle in mind. Um, it just needs to be nice and high. That's the main requirement, I think. So you can stand up. There's plenty of space above your head. Um, oh, yeah. But I've never built or thought about building anything that to sleep for people. So, yeah, it's definitely going to need to do some, do some brainstorming for that. Yeah, that's sounds like it's just... Um... No, there's no limits in terms of imagination when it comes to that type of project. So have you built yeah. lots of vans yourself? No, I've helped with our last one, but Jared's business is doing that. Um, it's called Van Life Conversions in Torquay. Um, so he's, he's um, yeah, he's got lots of ideas in his head. Uh, very cool. I look forward to seeing the finished product there someday, but um in terms of the the rest of your life, so you keep it pretty simple. That's obviously a big part of your life. Did you, you felt like you learned that when you travelled, like the simplicity of things, or is that something that's kind of been really innate for you since you since you grew up in Newcastle, and you know it's always kind of been there, just keeping life simple and enjoying it more about experiences rather than stuff. Definitely, but I think having a small space. Um, highlights that and shines a light on it because um, I guess you just don't realise how minimal you can be until you're in that space, especially with somebody else. And, um, yeah, as soon as I moved into a house, things just <laughs> keep coming <laughs> in the door and I don't know. We don't need them. We don't yeah. need them. And, um I think that's one of my favourite things about being in a van or travelling even with a backpack, like yep. just how much you, how little you need. That's oh, a wonderful it's, thing. 
So true, isn't it? I remember traveling through Southeast Asia well, five years ago. Now it feels like yesterday, but five years ago. And I took a small backpack, pretty much two singlets, a couple of pairs of shorts, uh, a couple of books. And actually, even the books were a bit bit much. So that's probably the heaviest thing in the backpack. But it was just total freedom. Yeah. But once you read the books, you can just leave them behind. Yeah, that's true. I did leave a few behind leave them on buses and things. So, yeah, that is one thing that we, I think, definitely lose sight of. And you get the mortgage, you get the house and get all this stuff and, yeah, you can kind of forget how little you need to get by. Yeah, definitely. And in terms of production of the book, I'm sure a lot of people are wondering how you put it all together. So you said you did the writing there, kind of locked yourself away. Uh when Jared was looking after the girls. So did you do the photography yeah, like as the well? Recipe, like the intros to the recipes and like the introduction and that sort of thing and actual writing the recipes um, took a lot, took a fair bit of my time. Um, and you also did the photography? Most of it, yes. Um, yeah. And another, a couple of friends contributed a couple of photos, which is really nice to have a piece of them. Oh, cool. Um, in the book and also um, a wonderful photographer Todd um, he did the rest like the more lifestyle ones with me cooking in them give a shout out to to Todd if you like do you know he's he's got an Instagram handle or yes but I've totally forgotten that I was gonna say it (laughs) I've forgotten it so maybe (laughs) sorry Todd I'm sure he'll forgive you. But uh, he's um he's an amazing um underwater photographer. Oh, nice. Yeah, he takes right. incredible photos under the sea. It's it's really so that's... interesting. And then another guy called Jess Bond took a few photos too. Um oh, cool. he's also yeah, they're really good at what they do. Yeah, well, that's cool. So you had some collaborators on the project as well. Uh yeah. So anyone, I guess, aspiring to publish a book, you know, they might have a similar idea, maybe not recipes, maybe it's something to do with fan life or something to do with the arts or something to do with photography. What's your, your idea? given that yours kind of, like you didn't really reach out, did you? Like they came to you. So I guess it's just a matter I of I did from the beginning. I did at the beginning. I was the one that reached out to them and then, they came back a little bit later when they when they had didn't have a project happening or they had one in the works but they were um looking out for a new one yeah all right so i guess that'd be your advice just to reach out did a another podcast today with uh brian hines who said uh the answer to the question is no if you don't ask i think that was what he said so that would be the case here like if you if you never asked, then probably wouldn't be having this conversation. Exactly, exactly. I feel really lucky. It's so it's really nice to have someone believe in the project that you've been working on for such a long time. Yeah. yeah how how long did it take to put together? So are you talking a couple of years, or is it six months? Well, or... with from when I started, it, that was probably like five years ago but then mm-hmm. since working with them it was like kind of like late 2020 so yeah. deep in the heart like, of corona there 
Yeah, that's when we had the conversation. And then and then not so long after that was when we started. Um, I had to submit the manuscript the beginning of February this year. In, oh, this year, okay. So, yeah, it's just a bit over a year from start to finish, putting yep. in the manuscript and then publishing yeah. as well. So uh, in terms of publishing, got any practical hints and tips? So I guess reach out, ask, is there, would you go down the path of self-publishing? Have you looked at that as well? Um, I don't think I would, um, but that's purely based on um, my strengths and weaknesses. Um yep. That's why I really liked being a part of a team because they they could see what I wasn't that fantastic at and they were really good at it and we worked well together in that way. Um, I had the content, but there's no way that I could have put it together the way that they did, like especially outsourcing a wonderful um, another editor and um, the graphic designer, Casey Sherman, she, like, yeah, they are, they're the people that made the book what it is as well. Like it's, and self-publishing as well. You've got to then promote it and reach out to yeah. bookstores and just like disperse the books and all of the things that I've got no idea what they're doing behind the scenes. Like there's so much work. Um, so after seeing that from a published, like a, having a publisher, I don't think I could self-publish, yeah. So I take my hat off yeah. to people that do all of it. Yeah, I've always wondered about that. I mean, fair enough if it's kind of a, a simple kind of, kind of book or write-up or story that you kind of, you've got in a manuscript already, but yours is just full of imagery and recipes and it's all so specific and the detail is must be incredible. So there's a lot to be across. Definitely. There's a lot. There's so much. It's not just words. There's like, yeah, the book looks really beautiful. Um, not just because of the photography, but because of the layout and the thoughtfulness and all the tiny little hand illustrations and then, mm. yeah, the fonts and the everything's, yeah, really well thought out. And all that's designed for your book. It's not like some font set or, you know, fun, exactly. uh, collection of graphics. It's all for your book. Yeah. And Casey actually hand wrote the title. Like she did oh, that. Oh, right. Yeah. A small it's not kitchen like a cook. font that you find. I was going to say that's a cool font. Yeah. She no. did it by hand. So you won't be able to find that on Adobe fonts or no. <laughs> Microsoft Word. Yeah. Uh, it's very cool font, very cool layout. So can't wait to see the book. And I guess, yeah, just going down that path of publishing again. So from here, do you get royalties? Do you get a, how does all that work? Just for people who might be looking at publishing um, a book, you get fees up front for agreeing on a project, that type of thing. Yeah. So you generally get an advance and then you um, have to sell a certain, certain amount of books before then you start to receive royalties after that. All oh, right. Um, so it's like a threshold. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, it kind of cool. keeps you going and um, yeah. And then once that's paid off, then, and you sell heaps and heaps of books, yeah. then that's when you 
yeah. Hopefully get a few sales for the Surf Coast Creators podcast, but um, can't say we'll have the same impact as Oprah, but. That's okay. Gives us a bit of an insight into how the publishing world works. So in terms of future, have you got any plans for any more books in the future or just running with this for now? Just running with this for now. Um, like just yeah. running for this? Say it like it's <laughs> not. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's, I can't, I don't think I could go down that road just yet. I need to take yep. a few deep breaths and relax with this one. Yeah. Uh, but who knows after I do maybe a bit more traveling and have that inspiration again, um, of yeah. cooking in that kind of kitchen and like my daughter's definitely inspired me for the last half of the recipes that I wrote because I really tried to intertwine the book into my everyday life. So mm-hmm. um, not cooking four or five different things and having to go around and hand them out to people because otherwise it would be food waste. Um, so it was I cooked what my family would eat and what that I think that they would like to eat. Then, yeah, like I said, it intertwined my book into my life. So I didn't have to do any extra cooking. It was yeah. purely for my family. Yeah. Well, that's and a good they guide, were the perfect actually. Taste. They were the perfect um, guinea pigs. It's and then nice. it, therefore it made the book family friendly as well. Yeah, cool. So that was definitely your focus, making it family friendly. Yeah. Yep. Just having had two daughters, keep it practical, simple. Yeah. And in terms of promotion, how do you go about that? So I imagine you get a fair bit of PR and help from the publisher. Uh, yeah. And there's a lot on your shoulders, I guess, to get it out there as well. There is, kind of, yeah. yeah. But that's, that's my, um, I guess, I want that because I want people to read my story, my food story. So I do find that part really challenging, to be honest. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know how... Like I don't have that um, social media brain um, where yep. people, it's just kind of effortless for some people. Mm. But, yeah, i got to work out how to, how to share it in as many ways as possible. I've been going around to the community places um, near me, like local cafes and fruit shops and oh, yeah. um, that sort of thing and getting them to stock the book. Which is which has been really good, um, yep. yeah. But sadly, social media is the way. It's just yeah, it is, isn't I'm it? Happy. Yeah. We spoke about that on the last episode with Brian. Like, if you're lucky enough to have a shop front, you can kind of get foot traffic and people just people discover you that way face to face. But yeah, if you're selling a book or you know, you're a photographer or it's something kind of digital related, artisanal, and you don't necessarily have a shop front, then yeah, it can be social media is kind of the only way, isn't it? Other than it is. Building, it is. building a massive email list or getting lucky on some TV program or something. So yeah. yeah it's a, and then you got TikTok and all these other platforms now. So doubly I difficult. I haven't felt into that. I think I'll just sit with them. Um, Stay away. <laughs> yeah. 
So you definitely had to get out of your comfort zone with regards to social media promotion. Actually, it's a common topic among our a number of our guests because our, a lot of our guests are very, very, very talented and just not the self-promoting types. So I don't think you're alone there when it comes to having to promote. Yeah, it's really hard. It's really hard. Found any tactics or way around it other than just feeling the pain and trying to work through it? <laughs> I know. Um <laughs> Not yet, not yet. Yeah. Especially now that um, Instagram's algorithm is that wants you to make reels. Yeah. And that's just like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's like making a creative movie every day. Like, ah, just be on your be, phone the whole time. Especially after the work you've put into the book, it's probably the last thing you want to do. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You touched on inspiration there just briefly, Ash. So you talked about your girls. So how do your girls inspire you and who else in life inspires you? I guess with regard to, I don't know if anyone specifically inspires you with regard to book publishing or whatnot, but, yeah, who inspires you? to sound like Jared has a big influence on you as well. Yeah, he definitely does. Um, He definitely inspires me. He's... And, like, it, community-minded people um, inspire me a lot because they think about the bigger picture and they're always looking to help people out and lift you up and uh, they're respectful. Um, and that's Jared has all of those qualities and he's definitely a people person and trying to figure out how community can be involved and how, yeah, you can help each other out. Um, and farmers inspire me. They, um, organic farming, um, I love how they want to make ecosystems healthy for our future generations um, and they work so hard to give to give the community um, good food and because if we support those local farmers then we're going to have real food available to them uh, for our future generations um, and that's that's a really important thing to me and what I talk about a lot in my book is just trying to avoid the big the big supermarkets because they don't create um they don't create a healthy life for farmers and they are so competitive and yeah we need the small businesses around us because they're are what going they're not going to compromise our ecosystems they're going to make it they're going to make them healthy for our kids definitely we're just dominated by coles and woolies aren't we like they're yeah yeah they're almost like they're competitive with with each other, but they're all, it's almost an anti-competitive setup, isn't it? Because they're your only options. Like if you don't have a good local market and other things or access to farmers and exactly. you know, that's your only option. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to, you've definitely got to seek them out. Um, but yeah, my brother told me this story once about um, a simple like barbecue chicken shop that yep. was in his neighbourhood and it was next door to Woolworths. And Woolworths upped, no, lowered their prices to be cheaper than that chicken shop. 
and then that chicken shop went out of business and then Woolworths put their prices back up. It's like oh, wow. they, and he observed it. Like he, he watched it happen because he supported, like he must have taken notice of what was happening. Yeah. And yeah, um, because they are definitely perceived to be cheaper and they probably mm. are in many ways, but uh, they also, there's, they aren't in as many ways as well. Um, yeah. because they'll, they just try and drive out the small ones and then they'll put their prices back up again. Um, and I don't, you know, I step foot into these places. I'm not judging anyone who does. It's just, yeah. um, just the, the meat and the vegetable interest industry and dairy industry. Um, they're the ones that are really impacting or like, their agricultural practices aren't sustainable and yep. that's that's my major concern so that's what I try and do as much as possible is just shop by the shop from the small people shop from the small businesses as much as I can yeah, and I'm definitely nice. privileged to live near I'm definitely privileged to live in that live in an area where I've got access to those um yeah. a lot of people don't I know yeah I think it's one of the big draw cards of the surf coast actually is fresh produce and local markets and things on Saturday morning. So yeah, yeah cool. lots of artisanal little cafes and things as well. So we're going to, yeah, it's a big part of the pool down the, at the surf coast. It's something you can't, or you can get that in the city and it's just not quite the same when you buy the ocean. Yeah. I've seen a lot of our listeners down at the Torquay farmer's market. So yeah. Have to keep them in mind next time we're down there. But um, otherwise, we'll start. Uh, it's getting late on a what are we Thursday afternoon, Ash? So I'll let you get back to family life. Congratulations on publishing the book. What an awesome achievement! In between Thank managing you. twin girls and all the rest, so super super effort uh, coming from a local community, and yeah, a great message with regard to building that community life and. Uh, I guess it's a matter of kind of forgetting about the dollars for a minute, isn't it? And just focusing on conversions, which we can lose sight of from time to time. Yeah, definitely. But, yeah, also it is kind of what keeps us afloat um, sometimes. Yeah, Yeah, some of the realities of life can't escape, can we? Yeah. But, yeah, I just I'm looking forward to sharing sharing my food story with anyone that wants to read and eat it. Yeah, and speaking of story and keeping track, where can people go to actually, first of all, buy the book and then, yeah, keep track of you on social media? You won't be doing reels, though. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll see. I'll give it a crack sometime, maybe. Um, So you can buy the book through um, fanlife.com.au. And did I just add an AU on the end? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, And also, if you're listening on this podcast, you can get a 10% discount if you use the code Ash, A S H. Um, Nice and easy too. Yeah, and so the book sells for $39.95. It's also available at a lot of bookstores and online. and what was the other question that you asked? 
Uh, just to follow you, like your, your journey oh, yeah. on social and, media and my as well. Social media, Instagram is the Small Kitchen Cookbook. Small Kitchen um, Cookbook. Yeah, so pretty much the title of my book, but then book at the end. Ah, very cool. So, yeah, jump into your local bookstore, Torquay Surf Coast. I imagine a few stores in Geelong, Melbourne as well. Yeah, and, yeah, Torquay Books in Torquay has it. Swell Cafe has it. You can buy it on Booktopia. There's quite a list of bookshops. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, quite a few different options there. And, yeah, really appreciate that discount as well. So, Ash, A-S-H. For a 10% off. Just to wrap up, Ash, any parting words of advice for people who want to get started on a creative project but just kind of holding back or might be a business or a new career, a new path? I think if your heart's in it, you can do it. It's amazing what drive, like where you can build the drive from. Like I never thought that I could write a book with twins and in the middle of a pandemic, but I did. So I believe anyone can do something if they really want to yeah great advice so if your heart's in it just do it just a good note to finish on so thanks so much for your time today ash it's been awesome chatting to you and hearing more about your story and the book and your girls and family life so cool uh, thank you so much for having van. me that's no, all good i hope the van comes together in the future and you can get off on another journey so that'd be awesome yeah i can't wait to all right thanks ash for your time today we'll wrap it up there episode 54 of the surf coast creators podcast see you later